This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. How are you once again back with another episode of Agency Intelligence, where I give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, and today I am going to be joined with the one, the only, Miss Danny Kimball. I know you saw it when you pressed play and you were excited to say, wow, he finally has her on. Yeah, that's right. Finally, because this this uh, this woman, this insurance professional is unbelievable at what she does. Before I get to her, though, I want to remind people, be sure to please go out there. AI BrainShare, try to look up for BrainShare. As of right now, BrainShare is still going. We've had seven people in the last week that have tried to sign up. Um, I haven't tried. They did sign up. So we're starting to get registrations in again. And I've talked to a lot of people and we are. We're going to have some seats that are going to open because some people just aren't going to come that we're planning on it. And I do know that. AIbrainshare.com is where you need to go. Puerto Rico, October 25th to the 28th. As of right now, things can always change. But as of right now, it is still on. And if you sign up, you get all of your money back if we refund it or if, if we have to cancel it. And you will know for sure by September 1st. But be able to get on there, AIbrainshare.com. Danny Kimball, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am rocking. And I am very, very excited to have you on here because uh, – yeah, the the loyal listeners, uh, you may not know, it's uh, June 19th, and I reached out to Danny a long time ago, and you can tell, Danny, that you are a very um, organized person in the fact that you said, hey, I have my agenda schedule, and I have, um, what was it you said, my priorities are to my agency, and so I'm going to have to wait, you know, and I think that was like four or five months later, and I like that. I like that a lot because that shows me and tells me a lot about you because you know you have a lot to give the industry, but it's cool you know where your priorities are and where your foundation is, and kudos to that. Oh, thank you. I, I remember I was sitting at Disney on ice with my family when your message came through, oh. and I looked, checked the calendar, I looked at the calendar, and I... I do. I, I think that's the hard part is like, I have learned so much from this industry and everybody mm. is just so giving. And I love that. It's, mm. You know, the work that you do, I've been really tuning into your mm. podcast lately and you give, 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 and I love it. And I love to give too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it comes to a point where it's like, how, how much time can I give to the agency and how much time can I give to the industry and really balancing that out? So I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for waiting for me and having me on. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And you know, there's a lot to be said about that out there because 
I have to admit, if I was in my first three, five, seven years of the industry, I could not be doing it and putting in the time that I have. But I've gotten to a point where I can delegate and get and get more and more time and you will and everybody will. But that's important for some people like that who listen and want to create podcasts whenever they call us for our podcasting company. I tell them, hey, this is this is not easy. And if you're really supposed to be selling insurance and hitting goals, we need to really come up with you only should be doing one podcast a month because we help them with like if they're niching out into trucking or they're trying to create a podcast for that niche. That's that's important, but you're not doing two a week like Jason does where I'm the owner of an agency that I can delegate duties. It's it's a different thing. Yeah. So it's, it's very important that people understand that. And even if you are a blog writer, right, even if you like making video at the end of the day, it's about putting premium on the books. Yep. You're exactly right. And I, I learned that in my first year where I uh, I think that was when Agency Nation was really, really focused on getting everybody on video. And that was such an incredible learning experience for me to practice getting on video, right? right. But I quickly realized I can't spend my days recording and editing video all day. I have to actually be driving in business right now. So, you know, right. it's a learning. It's a, it's a learning it's tough. But yeah, it's tough. I, I, I picture myself like uh, when I was younger, like straddled across a canyon. You know, I got one foot over here where I think I got enough time and I'm over here, you know, and I really am kind of stuck there. There does come a time where you're able to get over with just hard work. It's uh, right. And, and, and staying focused. All right. So, Danny, here are you ready? Here we go. Are you an iPhone or a Droid user? I'm an iPhone user. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> do, do, do. do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, good question. I I love and hate to lose. Can I answer that way? <laughs> no one's ever answered that way. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty you know, cool. Short term, I hate to lose. Short term, mm -hmm. right? But long term, it always teaches me so mm -hmm. much, right? And mm -hmm. and actually, I think I get further ahead when I can reflect on the areas that I failed at, and uh, I I really take them so much to heart that I I like won't let it happen again. And when it ha if it gotcha. happens again, then I'm like super anxious about it. So short term, I hate it. Long term, I love it. I get you. I get you there. And one I always forget to ask, and I get loyal listeners. You get I mean the one on the with the phone. What's the last app you downloaded? Mm, let me think. So last night I was trying to download the kids messenger app. Okay. Yep. Because I what have a seven year old. I have a seven year old who I, this is my first week back to the office where I'm not like homeschooling, home with my three kids, and uh. trying to work. So I've been home with them for, I want to say like 75 days. And it was so beautiful, so many beautiful moments, but it was very challenging to try and work and be there. We have a nanny in the house now. And uh, this is my first week away from them. And my daughter was like, I just want to be able to talk to you, you know? And at seven, I wow, feel like she's old enough. I feel like she's old enough where she could just shoot me a message to say, hi, mom, from her little Absolutely. laptop. So. I was trying to download that and I, I wasn't successful at getting it on her laptop, but I have it on my phone. <laughs> right. Yes. And I, and I don't know about the laptop, but it does work well on the phone. I used to use it on my, well, he's 15 now, but I used it probably right as it first came out. It was two or three years ago. He, he just got on Facebook and stuff. It's really weird. Um, he That was never really a big deal. He likes Instagram, but he really doesn't even use that much. Anybody. Sure. But he's a but he's a PlayStation kid, you know. So it's it's weird how we all interact with different platforms and types of technology differently. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And it is the great debate, right? When do you give them the cell phone? When do you don't? When do you, you know, it's weird if you think about it because like, you know, you can't give them the cell phone, but they can walk around with a big cell phone, which is, you know, their iPad, which, you know, so it's like the iPad doesn't allow you to make, doesn't make calls, but who call, who uses their phone for calls anymore? You know? exactly. So, so anyways, weird stuff. Okay. Um, and, and then if there was two things and there was only two things that got you to where you are today, and we could say they were skill or luck, what, what one of those two would be the reason that got you to where you are? It would be the main player. Mm. Skill or luck? Uh, I would say luck, but I feel like you create your own luck, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think that it just all happened by chance. I feel like I, I took on opportunities that resulted in me being lucky in, in where I'm at today. Correct. Correct. You know, I try to explain this. I was thinking about this um, just about 30 minutes ago. I try to explain this to my son that whenever I try to get him to take on wild and crazy jobs, I have another one that's 21. And when he was younger and still today, I'm like, hey, just take on that job. Try it. Figure it out. You know, it's not so much that you do the job and you find out what you don't like. It's just doing the job puts you in position for other people to see you or other things to happen mm. to carry you to maybe the thing you do like, right? Yeah. And it's trying to get that into the mind of someone who doesn't have that experience, right? We remember what we were like at that age. We're like, yeah, right, mom, shut up, you know, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, but it makes so much sense. And, and um, it's the challenge we have every day of trying to drive that home in a nice, sensible way that they still want to accept it to try and share that wisdom with them. You know, it's yeah, I love that. I love that. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy. Okay. So, um, you live in Ohio now. Is that where you were born? I was born in Ohio. Yep. Right by the football hall of fame. Oh, okay. That's, that's a big deal. Right by the football hall of fame. (laughs) Hey, said, um, take me, take us back to college, wherever high school and bring us forward to how you got to where you are today. Okay. All right. Uh, so I went to, well, I, I'll start when I was very little. I grew up in the performing arts. I started dancing when I was three years old and oh. quickly realized, like, I just love the arts. I love dance. I still love dance. Uh, and so when I got into high school, I was part of a program that allowed me to leave school at 1030 and I could go train from like 11 to six or seven almost every single day. I train and dance all my Saturdays, weekends, everything. I just devoted my whole high school life to dance and loved every minute of it. So I decided to go uh, pursue my bachelor's degree in dance from the University of Akron. And at the time, Akron had a really great reputation for their dance program. And while I was there, I uh, was part of a, a dance crew. Now, this was the time when like MTV had America's Best Dance Crew on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so it's super, super cool to be part of a crew. So the the leaders of this crew uh, were Brian and Scott Nicholson. They were twin boys, and they were also in the university's program with me. So we rented a house, uh, like a little tiny college house, and we would spend our days training at Akron. We'd spend our evenings dancing until three or four in the morning. We actually went to Walmart and bought like these, you know, those wall mirrors, like the thin wall mirrors that you, Mm -hmm. we bought like 12 of them and plastered them up against the basement cinder block walls. And we would dance until three or 4 a.m. Every single day. 
goodness, you really love dancing. We loved it. And and these boys are incredibly visionary. Twin boys, they're incredibly visionary. They work super hard. So it came time to graduation and you, there's two paths to take as a dancer. You could go perform professionally or you go pursue your master's, which the master's is like the safer route. The boys went to New York City to perform to perform, try to make it professionally. I went and pursued my master's at Temple University in Philly. And quick story, the boys are now the creative directors for Ariana Grande show. So they run like her whole staging and choreography and everything. And they deserve every bit of it. They have worked so hard for that. So um, good for them. Being led by them. And I'd say going back, looking back now, they just they were incredible mentors and leaders that inspired me to just push, push, push. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I was saying, I went on to get my master's at Temple University in Philadelphia. I loved that experience. Uh, Again, it was in dance and education. And I got to perform while I was there. And um, my final semester there. So I was performing in Jacksonville, Florida, flew up. It was like January, early January, flew up to Philly and ran into a rehearsal. It was a Sunday night rehearsal uh, again, right before the last semester started. And I snapped my MCL. Oh, and so oh. that was devastating to me. Uh, but I had known that like, I was just trying to push myself that weekend too much. And so I wasn't in good shape to, to run into that rehearsal, but mm-hmm. snapped the leg. I sustained two blood clots from it. So I had to return home to Ohio to heal. Fortunately, they uh, let me finish that program from home. So I graduated on time. I got back into dance, got back into performing, teaching dance uh, in Cleveland. And five years later, I snapped my MCL again. Same injury. Oh, my goodness. Same everything. So uh, from there, I had to kind of make a decision, right? Because I, the doctor was recommending the reconstructive knee surgery. I knew that even if I had the surgery, I could get back into dance and the arts and teach, but I wouldn't be able to perform at the level that I really wanted to perform at. Mm-hmm. So that's when I I got the surgery. I remember it was like bawling my eyes out because I knew I had to leave my current job. Uh, and, and I had like a cast on from my hip to my ankle. It's like propped up. I've got tears streaming down my face and I'm on Indeed looking for jobs. And I applied for a mar- the marketing coordinator position at O'Neill Insurance, which is where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do something creative, to be creative, but I knew it couldn't be so physically demanding. So uh, I applied for the position. They took a chance on me, and here I am. And here you are. And is that the, still the same position you're now, or have you moved up, or they changed the name to it or anything? So my title is now Chief Marketing Officer, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Fantastic. So how long ago was that? Four years. And you didn't know a dang thing about insurance or you were like marketing or anything. And I mean, okay, so that's, that is interesting. I don't think a lot of people knew that. Maybe you talk about that. I don't listen to podcasts. So if you're on other podcasts, I haven't, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard it. So, okay. So let's talk about this then. I mean, what is that day one, month one, You know, what is that like when you come to O'Neill and you're like, I know how to spell insurance and I have it for my car and house, right? Right. That's that's it. I mean, what was that like? Well, even going back to the interview, I remember when they when they uh, invited me in for an interview, I was hesitant. I started doing research on O'Neill. I started looking at 
their website. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, seriously, I've got like a dance degree. I've lived a whole life filled with the arts and, you know, everything just felt archaic. Like the website hadn't been updated in years. It wasn't mobily compatible. This was in 2016. The logo had like Times New Roman font in it. And nothing against the font, but it just wasn't like speaking to me, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I'm like, you know what? Every interview for me is like an audition. It's like you take every audition, like you take it. And you pre- that's practice. That's an at-bat. That's a rep and set for me. So I was like, I'm going. It was just a couple days after my, uh, actually it was probably a week after my surgery. I wasn't supposed to drive. So I, uh, I, my leg had to be 180 degrees. So I rolled a towel and I stuck it under my hip and I drove into town and I'm um, driving in. I, I crutch in to the, the office looking pathetic. They had no idea I had a broken leg. So looking pathetic. And, and then I meet the people though. And the minute I met the people, my entire mindset changed because the people at O'Neill Insurance are are amazing. And I still feel that way today, four years later. Patrick O'Neill, he's the president and CEO here. And I think we broke every interview rule in the book at that interview because he's asking me about my family. We talked about religion. We talked about my kids, like everything. And it was it was out of him being super genuine. Yeah. You know, it felt Mm -hmm. right. It didn't feel like he was trying to like pry into my life. It felt right. Like the relationship was there. So um, once I met the people, I'm like, wow, like this story is not being told. Right. Mm -hmm. What I saw online is not the people that I met here at O'Neill Insurance. And so from that minute on, I was like, I have a real story to tell. So let me ask you, you're using this word story a lot, and we know that that's what our brand is supposed to do. And we're supposed to tell this story. Were you really thinking as a non-marketer, as a dancer, were you thinking story? Yes. Wow. So, so, so then you knew that. So, so probably as you started researching and figuring this out and it's taught, the brand is telling a story, I think, and as you honed your skills, you was probably, I mean, that's amazing that you thought that that's because at that time you were kind of a consumer right? Not working in it. And that's good that that spoke that way to you and that you saw that, which also lets us know, I mean, that's part of your creativity as well, though, your arts that, that brings so much to it. You know, that your, 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 your talk of being a dancer is just, is just, is just amazing. I had no idea. I mean, and that is just, that is just awesome. That is just awesome. I, I, I love the dance. I don't like do any professional, but like if there's a dance floor, Jason Cass will be out there like John, like John, like John Spoggy, but yeah. I, I dance better than him. So anyways, um, now, now, so your first month or two or three, I mean, did they, you know, I read something, um, in, 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 in following you a little bit that you, that you guys, I uh, can't remember, you know, it the, um, the, 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 the path that you have, the, I, oh my gosh, Jason, the, 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 the leadership, um, impact growth strategy you have, you follow it from a gentleman who, who teaches this entrepreneurial Help. operating system. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I couldn't freaking out. No. So what is that? So explain to me about how you guys started telling this story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. Actually, when I got here, they were rolling out a culture plan. Culture is huge, huge, huge at O'Neill Insurance. And that's not okay. with, that was not with the entrepreneurial operating system. That's with a group, a company called High Performing Culture. Okay. And so 
we have a set of behaviors that we call fundamentals. You know, a lot of people have core values. We have behaviors that we act and live out and practice every day. And um, so that was just coming out when I started. And I was learning that process and, and getting to know the people by really aligning with these um, behaviors that we were all kind of learning together. It was the perfect time for me to start and get acclimated to the group in that way. And then, um, so we were getting the culture firmed up, but now how do we like strategize? How do we put the culture at the center of our business strategy? That's mm -hmm. where we were feeling a little bit of a gap. So we had all read the book Traction by Gina Wickman, uh, and we had tried to self-implement it uh, to no success. We actually met, we went up and met with Zach and Matt at GNN mm -hmm. Insurance because they were doing uh, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System as well. And they said to us, and this is all it took, they said, Zach said it. Uh, he said, you know, you if you want to be a professional athlete, you need a coach, right? Why would you think that to run a business, you don't need a coach? That's what he said to us. And immediately we're like, yeah, like, why would we think that? Why right. would we think that? Mm -hmm. So there's a, co a coach here in uh, Ohio. His name is Ron, and he's the founder of Culture Shock. And uh, he is also a certified uh, implementer of EOS. And so he's helped us really roll out. And basically, it's a whole operating system that helps us put our culture at the core of our business strategy. And it's been transformational. We've been doing it for about three years now, two, two and a half years. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So... I had somebody on the podcast. Uh, her name was Beth Miller. Um, she uh, helps with culture and stuff. And what's really, really amazing is I have not, it's like in the last six, seven months, I'm getting bombarded with what you talked about as the behaviors. Mm. Right? It, it, everybody has just heard about these core values, core values. And in the last, I think probably the last two, three years, probably longer than that, but especially in the last six months for us, I hear this a lot. And this Beth lady really, she called them core competencies, which I, um, which I thought was interesting because she said, and, 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 and here, this is so crazy. She also went one step further and broke down the difference. And I want to get your, what your thoughts are on this. She broke down the difference to us. What's the difference between mentoring versus coaching? Mm -hmm. And I'm pulling up my notes right now. And she said that, um, which I thought was interesting, mentoring is a, is a lot of things, but she said it was sharing knowledge and being an advocate for somebody, right? Coaching, she said, is asking questions, getting the person to self-reflect and challenge their beliefs. Hmm. I had never at the time broke it down to say, okay, wait, that's mentoring. Okay, that's challenging. And this was in regards to a conversation that she was making as um, sometimes we don't know how to 
Um, we're not successful at training our people or elevating them to a higher level because we're not coaching them, we're mentoring them. And a lot of times they need coaching so that they can challenge their own beliefs and we're mentoring them. Was that not good? Yes, I love I that. I did too. I was like, oh my gosh, Beth, that is fantastic. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably a podcast that came out before or after this. I don't know, but she was really, really hippie on that. And so that, I mean, any thoughts that when you're, I mean, what were, when I was saying that, what were you thinking? You know, I've never looked at it that way either of the differentiation. And I love the concept of both. Like there's opportunities mm -hmm. where you can advocate and be somebody's advocate, but there's also opportunities where you, you sit down and have real heart to heart conversations at a coaching level. Yes. And that's part of our framework is, is mm -hmm. to coach and teach on the behaviors that we expect to see, or we hope to see lived out every single day. Um, I'm going to write that down. I'm excited to listen to that podcast, but yeah, yeah. I love that. I, it is. And because it's what Zach was talking about, right? It had to do with the fact of um, the leaders of O'Neill, tons of experience, tons of knowledge with the greatest mentors in the world, but that's not going to teach our team to get them to individually start questioning their own beliefs and, and trying to help coach them into what we are, this culture is going to be. Let mm -hmm. me ask you this, as you're moving into this culture and you guys started doing this shift, it's something that I think prevents a lot of people from taking this step. And I want to get your opinion. And it's when they start to change the culture and they start to realize that maybe not all the employees are going to fit. And it's the decision of, do we get rid of them or do we, do, we, um, do we help them grow as an individual or find another job for them? Did that start to happen to you guys? Uh, I'd say a little bit. You can, you can really feel uh, when, when there's a, a member on the team that's a little disaligned with a fundamental, with one of the behaviors, right? But the, they're written in a way that just makes us be really great people. So that doesn't happen very often. It's not like okay. a super defined culture where you have to believe a certain thing or you can't be here, right? Okay. Uh, it is clearly defined in the, in the way that, uh, and I'll give you an example. One would be our first fundamental is do what's best for the client. No matter what, you're going to do what's in the best interest for the client. Right. Basic, right? Right. Um, practice the human touch is another fundamental, another behavior. That means send a thank you card <laughs> or send a gift that, uh, let's say somebody bought a new home. Send a little gift to them that acknowledges and celebrates their new home from you. Uh, pick up the phone and call somebody. We called all our client, all our commercial clients uh, during this pandemic and, and everybody just kind of tag teamed how they were going to do that. But like pick up the phone and call people and check in and see how they're doing. Um, yeah. So there, there are behaviors that that doesn't isolate anyone from anything because it's just helping us be really great people. Um, but yes, I would say there's a multiple generations in this organization and some have been here for years, right? And mm -hmm. they're amazing people, good service. But one of our one of our main focuses right now is embrace change. Okay. And that's a, that's a core value of ours. That's a behavior, embrace change. And that was a hard one for some yeah. people because of this technology world we're in. But the pandemic really opened our eyes to say like, actually, it's not that hard. We just all have to get on and like force ourselves to do it because we don't have a choice, right? right. So um, overall, I, like I wouldn't say it made a drastic impact in terms of like, okay, these people don't fit. Everybody fits. It's just um, sometimes we fall short on living them out.
Yeah, uh, we all do, no matter yeah. who they are, and de- depending on what it is. Yes, um, that's great. That's great. And so, uh, so what do you? Am I correct? It would be about three or four years you've been there now. Four um, years tomorrow. Lo and behold, boom! Yeah. That's that is that is that is awesome. That's yeah. uh, six twenty, yeah. the day that will live in infamy. <laughs> so yes, the uh, um, well, that that is fantastic. So now, as we were talking before, one of the things that a lot of people and we can we can jump around. At my my loyal listeners are surprised that I've been on the same track as long as I have during this podcast. But this has been great. Um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people, if you don't know Danny, you need to make sure you get out there and follow her on uh, LinkedIn because. Uh, she shows a lot of videos that are very uplifting about her company. You can get to, you get to kind of know about what she does and what's in her mind. Um, but also she shares videos about your um, dynamic kids and, uh, and, and you, you have a wonderful family. Um, I, I really, really, uh, I really love it. I love it when you share those, those images. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. I don't think we're together on Instagram because the only time I ever see anything about you is, uh, is when I'm on LinkedIn and I'm, and I only go there a couple of times a, a day, but, um, Instagram, I should need to connect. I saw uh, a post on there where you were excited about going to church. Finally, once, yes. uh, once, uh, uncle Sam told us that we could actually leave our house. Right. That was nice of them. Um, but then it was, uh, also putting it together and we actually are, are, uh, are just able to have church this Sunday. This Sunday is our first time still. I mean, still going at it, you know? Um, and so that was really cool because I remember that day that you shared with your husband and your and, and your kids. So that was awesome. So how did COVID treat you? I mean, you talked about it being beautiful with the family. You talked about it being you wanted to pull your hair out. Uh, no one knew, right, in February that in March you would become a school teacher. Yes. Right. No one, no right. one told us this. Right. No one told us this. Right. So, I mean, what, what you want to talk about some of those beautiful times that you had and some of the things that you've heard your, 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 your other employees and stuff talk about and how it's, how sure. it's helped. Yeah. So I would say uh, the challenging part was trying to work full time and homeschool three kids. That was like a huge uh, challenge for me because I love, I am so passionate passionately involved in my work. Like I love my work. Right. Um, but I also love my children. It's just, I've never had to kind of balance both roles at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hard parts, and this is interesting, and maybe I fell short as a parent in this is, um, my kids don't know how to use a laptop or a mouse, seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a, a three-year-old. They don't know how to use a mouse, um, for their computer and all their lessons, not my three-year-old, but my five-year-old and seven-year-old, all their lessons were on, uh, all of a sudden on, on the computer. My daughter had a project on an African lion, and she had to create a Google slideshow uh, where she would go out on Google, research an African lion, pull pictures, drag it into the slideshow. She's a first grader. She had no idea how to do any of that. Uh-huh. So I end up doing the presentation for her, and I'm like trying to teach her. But, you know, I've got calls coming in. I'm trying to answer my emails. It was just crazy. It was <laughs> so that's, crazy. That's one of the many stories. But, you know, the beautiful moments is like I have had my kids in daycare since they were all two months old full time. And um, I have never had the opportunity to stay at home with my kids. Uh, and I never realized how what I was missing from that, you know, and so right. being 
balance. Now we're allowed to, you know, we can work remotely when we need to, or I could be home with my kids and work if I want to. Uh, and now being able to try and balance that a little bit more. Um, I love being so in tune with their emotions. Yeah. I think a lot of people experience that, you know, um, a lot of people said that there would be a high divorce rate and stuff. And I don't believe that, you know, I have to say it was challenging being around the same people, but that has nothing to do with the fact that your spouse, it could be your best friend and you hang around them too much. It's like, okay, I need a break from my best friend. Right. And most, most of my best friends, they need a break from me. That's the truth. That's the truth. And my wife's listening and going, me too, me too. Uh, but, but yes. Uh, so, so, so that is, um, I think that's something that a lot of us, uh, learned, um, I also am curious if the maternity wards will be booked in in, November, in December and January too. I mean, let's just be real here. That was seventy five days. You know, it's <laughs> a lot of time. Yes. So, anyways, I, I you never know. So it's weird. And 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 how we're coming out of that. And as we record this, was specifically about COVID. Like these bars opened up in Florida and like shut right back down. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh. And and you start seeing that. And I was just reading that uh, Beijing has got a big explosion again. And I I'm not a fear guy. I'm just thinking to myself, I I can't take 2020 much more on this stuff. And I'm a positive dude, right? I'm I'm swimming in positivity over here, Danny. But but the pool is getting evaporated you know I just saw my uncle uh, shared which is a true thing that there's this dust cloud over Africa that is going to blow over America and can cool I'm not even joking with you it's supposed to be here next week I'm not even joking with you I went and researched it and they're talking about it on the weather channel and on the news I'm like oh my goodness it's it's I know it's, it's just one thing after another. I, I just, I just don't know. Um, sometimes I'm really thinking, I mean, I like to know what's going on in the world, right? I really do. I just like, I like, I like, uh, I always like social studies, right? I always liked civics. That was something I like, but boy, sometimes life today is just better. If you just keep that sucker off, you know, yeah. you get it like one time a day and then that's it or something. It's, well, that's, that's what we had to do. Just, just hide from the news almost, you know, we live in a kind of a rural area now. Uh, and so we're not around uh, a lot of people all the time. And I had to subscribe to the philosophy of like, let the news find me. If it's that important to me and my family, then the news will find me. I'm not going to go turn on the news because my, my kids were starting to catch on to things if the TV was on and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Hard though. It's so balanced. It's very hard because you think about it, Danny. It's very important that we have to start recognizing that we just okay, are okay and acceptable that we know that the news is probably not telling the truth mm-hmm. or that at least telling it sided to them. Like we're just okay with this. When Whenever I was 20, I could turn on the news and I could listen to it and I could believe that what it was saying was what it was saying, mm-hmm. right? You can't do that today. And like, these are the people who are supposed to keep people in check that we don't have time to watch all the time. But yet they're telling it from their point of view. I don't understand. I mean, literally being a Republican or a Democrat or a droid fan or an Apple fan or doesn't matter. It it, it has to do with what the media tells you. You know what I mean? And so, and I was even thinking to myself as uh, this morning, I'm thinking, you know, if everybody's making their decisions and their platform based on what the media tells them, all of our platforms are fake too. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world that we're out, out there and how we manage this around our kids is, is a really, 
It's a really, really interesting thing. I don't think this is something that our parents had to worry about. Our parents had to make sure that we didn't watch um, scary or dirty movies. Yes. Right? That's what they had to worry about. But they didn't have to worry about, oh, man, keep this news off because this is not good. My kids should not be hearing this. Or, you know, they start asking questions. You're like, where did you hear that from? Oh, the news said that. Okay, let's turn that off, you know. And finding, I, I think, find, especially right now, finding the right resources to help teach our kids what we want them to know about what, you know, there's so much going on in the world. And I want to make sure that I'm educating my children about it rather than the news educating them. You know, my family. Exactly, right. Yeah, yes, they're going to get the education somewhere is what you're saying. Exactly. It's, and it needs to come from me because we have such an opportunity to make a huge impact just within our own homes. Yes, we do. The culture inside the business is just as important inside the culture at, uh, at home. So if there was anything that you wanted to talk about or you, to wrap this up that you wanted to say to people out there, Danny, like, you know, um, what is something that you guys learned? What it, actually, actually, what was a big mistake that you guys made in maybe doing some culture building? I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot here. But something that you would want to tell the listeners that they that's something you've learned. Mm, that's good. I know. I don't know. I'm sorry to put you on the spot like no, that. No, that's good. Uh, you know, I, we found that the more intentional you are about your culture, the stronger your culture can be, if that makes okay. sense. No, that's so good. Having a culture plan. And so what I've done really from a marketing side is like my marketing and my brand is only strong if the organizational culture is strong. So I'm relying heavily on making sure and, and like working with the team to make sure that the culture is strong because you can feel it. And I know it right away. I can feel it when the story is a little off and when the culture is falling short somewhere. And uh, so having that intentionality behind it, having a plan as to how it's practiced and lived out, I think is is critical, especially in this world that we're in right now with, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you're having open and honest communication with people, making sure that you're overly communicating sometimes, checking in on people, um, making sure you're understanding and, and empathetic to what your employees need. Like it's huge right now, more than I, ever that I've experienced, I think. I agree. Empathy. I've heard that word used and I've used that word more and wish people would use that word more um, in the last probably six months to a year than I ever have. I'm with you there. I am with you there. I am with you there. Well, it has been a tr- it has been a pleasure. It has been a treat having you on. Um, if anybody wants to reach out there, if they want to have you as speaking time, because if you try to call her today, she's she's uh, available, I think, in 2024. Okay. So, so- you want to get on want to get on her schedule so anyways uh but yeah how would they find you how could they reach out to you just linkedin linkedin is a great is a great way to linkedin it's a good way to keep the inbox in, uh, clean you know it's like a goal around our agencies how much can we put in slack or teams we use teams right. ai side we use slack to, 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 to not have emails in that thing. You know, it's okay. not a gaming game. So once again, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You know, uh, loyal listeners, you know what I say all the time about this. I do what I do for you. And I try to bring people like Danny to you so that you can learn from her. And I know that you learned from her today. And I think we had a great conversation. There was a lot of smiles, little laughs. And uh, she made me think about some things. I'm looking down over here at my notes and just thinking about uh, one of the great things is I didn't know how much you like to dance. 
Um, when you when when I hear things like that about people, that triggers into my mind creativity. That creates in my mind the actual word word of culture of a society about the way that people think. Um, my wife is very artistic, and I you just I just know how she thinks about certain things. Um, certain things are more important to her. Uh, so when I try to bring you things, loyal listeners, I try to bring you that kind of beauty. And I hope that I did with Danny and her mind and a lot of the other minds that I've been bringing a lot. I don't know when this podcast is going to be coming out. I do know it'll be coming out in the next week or so because I have um, grouped a bunch of them uh, together. Uh, but you, I will be taking the month of July off. So you will be hearing explain this book to me by Josh Lipstone. And I will announce that it is going to be on customer services just for play. So you will not hear agency intelligence or you will not hear agents influence until August, but you will hear eight episodes of me breaking down my book. And Josh pulled some questions out of me that were really, really good. So we look forward to it. So once again, I love you out there. This has been Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass. She's Kimball, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.